Yo, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to VGRX, the video game pharmacy podcast, here for your listening pleasure. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. A bit of news, a bit of uh, reminiscing, maybe. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, my name's Britton. Zach's here today with hey. me. And Scott's here today with me. Yo, what's up? I was actually going to say hi, Britt. You know, like, it. never mind. Like who? What? Nothing. Huh? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay, cool. Let's keep it that that's way. okay. <laughs> the pharmacy is now open. A <laughs> um, little teaser for a couple things we're going to talk about today. We got some Labo uh, VR news to, to talk about. We've got some uh, Star Wars news. Mm-hmm. A little bit of news about the new Star Wars game from Respawn. And um, here's a teaser for you guys. Real life battle royale. Uh, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. I remember we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, well, let's not just leave it at news and stuff. Guess what today is? What is it? Today is episode 64. Hmm, that's an interesting number. Wow, that is a very interesting number. Zach, why is that an interesting number? Oh, yeah. You've never played Nintendo 64. This is going to be our Nintendo 64. That's where the the reminiscing (laughs) comes in. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll go through some news, and then we'll talk about some N64 stuff. That's the plan. Sound good? Yep. Cool. Hey, do we have trivia before Uh, we get rolling? What's trivia? It's something we do on the show. Oh, wow. We ask questions. Uh We answer questions. If you have the cues, I may have an A, but normally I'm wrong. Uh, So last week, I believe I answered or I asked... Uh, what was the very first uh, JRPG? Oh yeah. I don't oh okay. I yeah, yeah, and then I think I said Dragon Quest. Didn't wait. That's not it. That's not what you asked. I believe so. Didn't you ask uh, what year that game came out? Dragon okay. Quest. It could be that. Too. <laughs> or didn't you also ask what that game was called in no no America? Or no. Okay. Yeah. See, no, that was no, you I, answering. I think, it. You're, I think you're right. I think I asked uh, what year did Dragon Quest come out? Okay, gotcha. And then you answered with something, something else. And so I yeah, asked, I, "What I said, was it called when it came like out?" I said 80s. it wasn't called Dragon Quest back then. It was called Dragon Warrior. And yeah. you were like, "Nope, you're wrong." And I was like, "Oh, that must be what it was called in the U.S. In Japan, it was called Dragon Quest." Yeah, we, we so, got ourselves okay. all confused. All right, so let's let's set this straight here. All right, so Dragon Quest came out in 1986 in Japan. Yep. And then it was called. Uh, it was released as Dragon Warriors in 19. 19- 89 in North America. Didn't come out till 89, huh? Yeah, 89. And then it huh. was released in 86 in Japan. I thought it came out before Final Fantasy, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. They were around the same time, either way. Cool. Yeah. Classic, man. Did you guys play that game back then? Did not. Back I, then, you weren't alive. I'm going <laughs> to. At any point. Yo, <laughs> hey, game? back in the day. Yep, yep. Go on. <laughs> um, I've, I've never actually played a uh, Dragon Quest game ever. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, you should. They're cool. I'm, They're really long. I, lots of cutscenes. I mean, yeah, lots of anime. It's a. Uh, it's made by the same guys who did Dragon Ball Z. So, uh, the art is the art. Yeah, yeah, by Akira Toriyama. Um, yeah. funny. Well, I'll tell you what the the Switch game that they announced the yeah. the new Dragon Quest one. We're able to like switch between like eight bit or sixteen bit Dragon then, Quest eleven. Yeah, yeah the uh-huh. new one coming out for Switch. Yep, I want to try it. Uh, you know it's out on PC and PS4 already. Is right? it really? Yeah, you can oh. play it right now if you want. Well, and I'm stupid. You'd probably want to play it on PC anyway. Probably. I'm guessing. <gasps> I could stream it. You totally could. Yeah. Wow. That, that'd be a cool place to jump in. Wow. Wow. <laughs> very, very did, exciting. Did you like that? Yeah, it was good. Did that get your gander going? A little bit, yeah. Cool. Yeah. You guys want to jump through this news real quick? Yeah, and like, then, hit me with and it. And then get onto the main course. Yes. Our fond, <laughs> fond memories <laughs> the of the main, mid-90s. Yo, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. Nintendo 64, my jam. Is it? Yes. Cool. I'm excited to cool. talk more about it. I'll, awesome. just, uh, I'll be a side piece in that conversation. No, no, no. You had a 64 at some You're point. You're always Zach. our side piece, Zach. Ooh. All right. <laughs> my man. That's rough. Keeping that clean, Ted. Hey, which, which new story do you guys want to start with? Dude, I want to talk about Star Wars, dude. Oh, okay, cool. I want to talk about Star Wars. Let's talk about uh, it. So, Respawn uh, and EA uh, teased <laughs> us with a new game that they're going to be talking about on April 13th mm-hmm. that they're going to release. Mm-hmm. Not really. Respawn. <laughs> they're they're pretty popular right now, yeah. actually. Uh, and it's called the Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> I love how you completely ignored. They made Titanfall and Titanfall Two, and Apex Legends. Apex Legends. Apex, Apex, right. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, but basically, it's an image of a uh, uh, a destroyed lightsaber sitting on top of a like stone. Did it look like stone. a lightsaber to you? I couldn't yeah, really tell. It looked like a lightsaber. To it, me, yeah. yeah, like part of a hilt, and it was like sliced in half, maybe or yeah. something. Cool. Yeah. Um, what do you think that signifies? Anything? I don't. I mean, I saw some theories where, out there. I'm curious. If, I, I if didn't read. I didn't read anything. But where is it going to sit? Is it going to sit like right after? Uh, was it episode seven? Maybe. I'm, no, maybe I, th- six, I think this is in the ori- during the original trilogy. The original trilogy. Or I, no, sorry, not the original. The the first three, the prequels. I hope so because I'm re- like 
I'm tired of getting Star Wars games where all the Jedi's are extinct and you're like, quote unquote, the last one. It's funny you should mention that. Why? It sounds like a lot of people think this it's, game is going to be about the Jedi extinction. Yeah. About Order 66. Fa- fallen, yeah, Fallen Order is... So. Cool. Yeah. That's fine. I'm down for that. But what I'm I'm not down for is being the only Jedi. Yeah. I hate that. I like I want to I want to go toe to toe with other Jedi's. I don't want to just I mean, I don't mind plowing through stormtroopers, but you know, I want to have a a legitimate lightsaber battle. Yeah. And I think it would be really dope. So I respect that. And I'm really super into the whole Order 66 thing. So. Yeah, this might give you the best of both worlds. You yeah. might be able to plow through Stormtroopers and have Jedi battles. Dude, for, for a long time, I was stuck on like the Star Wars train. I was like deep into Star Wars lore. Like yeah. All my suggested videos on YouTube were Star <laughs> Wars lore. Don't you love that? Uh, and it was just, The rabbit hole was insanely deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love everything about it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of like, the Star Wars games and a lot of like, the like, Jedi-specific games are very like you start out, you make your own Jedi. Mm-hmm. I want this to be thrown in like mid chaos. You're you're a Jedi running from, you know, the Empire from Order Sixty Six mm-hmm. and you play you're playing as somebody that's already established and like you slowly like learn how to play the game. Yeah. And you just go through like this story. I want like a solid Star Wars Jedi story. Yeah. So do you want like to play as a Jedi that we already know or Um it could be like because uh, uh supposedly uh Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was, uh, oh my god, why am I spacing? Anakin? Anakin's Padawan. Yeah, the... the Escaped. Okay. So I think if we could play as Ahsoka, uh, I think that'd be pretty She's cool. the one that was in the Clone Wars, right? Yeah. The, yeah. the animated show? Yeah, yeah. I never watched that, but I actually hear it's pretty good. It's mm-hmm. amazing. I think I've watched through all the seasons, so six, I think, uh, about two or three times wow okay it's really Dang, good look it's i might really have good. to add something onto my must watch list yeah uh, I've, I've never really watched good. it i always just thought it was like another star wars kids show but i've i've heard very different that that's how i feel about uh star wars rebels okay which is their their newest series got it because they kind of change like the animation and like the story style got it a little bit um but, but the yeah. clone wars was more like intense yeah Okay, Absolutely. Cool. You guys remember the the original Clone Wars cartoon where it was uh, hand animated, it wasn't I th- CG? I think so. That looked so much so, better. Yeah, yeah I think than, I really than the enjoyed CG it. stuff. It's a bummer they drifted away from that. I mean, you know, times change. And, yeah, I mean, look at Disney Animation Studios. Yeah, They're all, all CG now. Yeah, I think I think how you feel about that is how mm-hmm. I feel about the new Star Wars Rebels. Oh, okay. Changing like the animation stuff. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I'll tell you That's one studio that hasn't changed. What Pixar? Um. A little. Yeah, okay. But not too much. I won't begrudge you that. Oh, Sounds thank about you. right. Yeah. Cool. Wow. <laughs> That's like a first. I They haven't made as many good movies recently as they Ooh, used to. But yikes. <laughs> you excited for t- Toy Story 4? Not exactly. Yeah, I'm not. I did s- like Coco a lot. That's one of the recent ones. Oh, that man. That was real good. Yo, I'm going to be honest. Yeah? Straight bald. Straight bald. My what eyes out. Oh, did, I okay. Cried. I, I didn't cried. know what you meant there Coco? for a sec. Yeah. Yeah, Coco. That was a sweet I, movie. I, I cried. I had to hold some back. Really? I tried. Dude, straight waterworks. Hey guys, so uh, welcome to Video Game Farmers here. Yeah, Weekly dose of everything but video games. Yeah, sorry. That's fine. It's, it's one, of those, it's it's one okay. of those days, of the, one of those episodes. Basically, okay. go watch Coco. So, <laughs> there was a, a caption along with the image. Did you mention that? Uh, says, I did It says, not. don't stand out. Yeah, yeah. And that maybe kind of furthers the, the whole Order 66 thing. And maybe it indicates some kind of like stealth. Approach to this game, or like, what if you're trying to blend in and not, and you know, not be caught and not be singled out as a Jedi? So, in I, I mean, Assassin's I'm just, Creed. I think generally, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I think generally, I'm excited for it. I mean, I want like a a solid character, something that we jump right into, not mm-hmm. something we create. But if they do like a different direction where it's uh, you create your own character, you are running from Order sixty six. Uh, it is open world. Uh, you you know you're running and hiding, but you happen to fall in line or you know f- like meet the rebellion or you know or whatever. Right. And so this big open world Star Wars story that you can go do whatever and you know explore and find whatever. Yeah. That's exciting too. Yeah, that could be cool. So I think I'm just ready for like a good Star Wars game. I don't want to I don't want to burst your bubble by pointing this out, uh-huh. but look at burst Respawn's it. history. Look at yeah, what they've made. Not they're not world. they're not known for story. They're known for oh, really true. solid, fun gameplay, and they, they nail that, generally speaking, yeah. but I, I can't think of any projects they've done that are heavily story I mean, they've probably been working on this for, what, three or four years, maybe? It's probably, yeah. Yeah. Sounds about right. Well, I wonder if, um, with LucasArts opening back up, I wonder mm-hmm. if it's going to affect it at all. 
Not this game. I think that's all going to take place after this has already come out. Do you think potentially they would help with the production? No. 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 You don't think there's any any kind of I think this is them kind of signing things off with or uh, wrapping things up with EA and moving on from that agreement. And they're going to go back to doing more stuff in-house with their property. I trust Respawn. I think it's a good company. Yeah. So, if, this, I mean, I, if this was just one of EA's internal studios, yeah, I'd be a lot more worried. But yeah, yeah, I'm so happy that it's not Dice or any of the other yeah. like kind of Battle, FPS Battlefield type stuff. Battlefield Studios that are working on it. I'm glad it's just somebody else. Uh, that means there's a new perspective, a new viewpoint, a new way of doing things. Yep. Um, but who knows what or how it's going to turn out? But we'll uh, find th- out soon. Uh, they did say that there's going to be a live stream. Uh, on EA Star Wars Twitch channel on April 13th at 1.30 p.m., uh, I think, CDT. Is that Central? So Saturday. Oh. Yeah, Saturday. Cool. It's during something called Star Wars Celebration, which I think is maybe a, a yeah. annual thing. Yeah. Cool. I'm not really familiar. But all yeah, all I want, the only thing I want from the game is for Emperor Palpatine to go, Execute Order 66. That's all I want. And That's I'll be it? happy. No. 10 out of 10? Yeah, 10 out of 10 take. would play again. <laughs> all right. Cool. We'll listen to that one line again. I have good no- news for you. Ooh, hit me with it. You might get what you're asking for. That's an easy request. Can we, uh, can we please get Mace Windu back? Please? As can we just get a light? Can, a we, get Samuel L- <laughs> can we get Samuel L. Jackson to play Mace Windu again? I think he'd be down. Reprise his role. There you go. Put him in the game. It's not hard nowadays. You can literally get actors exactly how can they look. Can we just get Jar Jar in this game? That's really all I want. Moving on. What's Star the next? Wars, uh, I, I'm next very thing. much on that boat. Thank <laughs> you very much. I, I love you. Jar Jar. Y'all can hate me. You're lying. You don't actually love Jar Jar. I love Jar Jar. I do want to swim through the middle of that water planet with him. That yeah. is really cool. That would be fun. They they can't hate you if they ain't you. Is that <laughs> is that a thing? I was, you just make that up. Wait, I'm impressed. They ain't you if they hate hate. hate. I know. I you, I know what you're you know what referencing. Say, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't, but Britain's, I still like it. Britain's too old and bald to know what we're talking about. He's not really bald. He has a whole full head of hair that's partially. Thanks, Zach. That's fair enough. Scott. Yeah. I hate you. And I always have. Oh, <laughs> I love you. Brent. I knew it. Now the truth comes. We out. were a me bros, but now we're a me. Speaking of okay. a me bros, <laughs> oh okay, yeah, hit me with Can it. I talk about Nintendo a little bit. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. When okay. don't you? Uh, it's been a while, actually. It was last week. What did we talk about? <laughs> we, I'm sure we talked about something. Nintendo. You're just blowing smoke. You don't actually know that. Wow, that's rude. Okay, so. We already knew that uh, the next uh, Labo Kit, Labo Kit 4 VR, is coming oh, yeah, out. That's right. Actually, Ooh. this week. It's coming yes. out on Friday. It's out today. Uh, Friday, April 12th. I was definitely at uh, GameStop, and I definitely saw it on their show. They broke street date because it comes out April 12th. That's fine. Oops. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go buy it. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. GameStop, what are you guys doing? Oh, yikes. <laughs> so, it looks pretty cool. Um, it's Nintendo's first real steps into a modern VR, and uh, early hands-on accounts have said it works pretty well. And um, alongside that news, we got confirmation of some other VR projects that Nintendo has coming out that are going to work hand-in-hand with the Labo kit. And among them are Super Mario Odyssey content and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild content. Yeah, we were talking about this This is really interesting to me. The other Labo kits have had very minor integration with other software, but it's really just been like, here's the game that comes with the kit. It has mini games to play with the, the stuff that you're putting together. And that's it. It's all just one self-contained thing. Mm-hmm. The idea of bringing this Labo functionality to existing games, though, is really cool to me. And I don't know what to make of these ideas yet. Here's what they consist of. So for Super Mario Odyssey, they're going to roll out uh, some additional content. It's three new missions set in three of the existing kingdoms, Cap, Seaside, and Lunching Kingdoms. And it's really just running around and collecting things. Sounds like basic Mario stuff, mm-hmm. but it's all played within a 3D VR perspective. Okay. It's not first person. So you're kind of looking into a 3D chunk of this world and okay. exploring it. And uh, I don't know. What do you hmm. think? Does that intrigue you guys? Um, well, so... It's like <coughs> looking through a window into Mario's I, I absolutely world. hate it. And we were talking about this off the show. <laughs> yeah. I absolutely hate it. Because I thought being first person, like, in in uh, Breath of the Wild... Right. 
you know, playing as... Well, we haven't gotten to Breath of the Wild yet. We're talking about Mario. But oh, we'll, we'll get okay. to that. Okay. Never yeah. mind. I, I, uh, I hold my opinions until Breath of the until Wild. Until we get to Breath <laughs> of the Wild. I mean, it's a similar thing, though. In both of these experiences, you're going to be just kind of looking into the world rather than what's, what's being the, what's the point? first person in why, it. Why? All right. So look at this. Say I'm not playing like the Labo games. I'm like, all right, right. I guess I want a Nintendo VR experience. Right. Um, let me buy in a peripheral device that allows me to have a close-up window into this Mario world when I could actually spend, you know, 150, 200 bucks on a nice monitor on a, you know, or however much on a new TV mm-hmm. to play this instead. It doesn't make any sense to me. If you're well, not going to make it like a full VR experience, don't then, make it. Then why why do it at it all? It is. It's just not first person. Have you played much VR? Uh, I played a little bit. Do you realize there's a ton of VR experiences out there that are not from the first person perspective? I have not, no. Okay. Well, there are. I feel uh, like it, this is, a, it's this one is approach- like a courtroom. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Where were you on the night of the picture? <laughs> um, it's, it's just a different way of doing VR. VR doesn't have to be you are in the character's perspective. Uh, that I guess that tends to be the most obvious use of VR. Yeah. But there's a lot of other experiences you can do with VR that are not. I know, from the first person perspective. I know there's like there's some top down like uh there's uh some tower defense games, there's some sure. like uh some god perspective type games. Yeah. that you can play, dude. Just... But that just doesn't impress you. It doesn't no, really it doesn't at all. Okay, no. that's fair. Yeah. Um describe to me a first person Mario experience. <laughs> first person 3D platforming is tough. I want to look at my big stupid chunky white hands. Okay. Take off my gloves. Yep. And then just see <laughs> non chunky white hands. They're all spindly. That's <laughs> They're not going to let you see Mario's bare hands. That, are you crazy? That's what I want. Okay, look. Huh. Wait, does he have gloves on when he's wearing his bathing suit? Yes. Are you sure? Google In it. In Odyssey? Google it. I don't know. Because sure. they took his shirt off. Does that's he have true. just like swim trunks and gloves on? <laughs> he's pulling a Donald Duck here. Yeah, okay. Wow. I think he has pretty normal hands. Um... <laughs> I see what Zach's saying. Um, I just can't why... envision a, a 3D or a, sorry, a first-person Mario experience. That's, no, I, that's good. I, I I see what you're saying, but I also see what Zach's saying. What's the point of buying a quote-unquote VR? Ex- like you know, the point of VR is literally feeling like you're in the game, right? Right. So what's like why spend money on something where you're not going to feel like you're in the first per- like first person's per- perspective? Yeah, and just play. Is he? He is wearing his gloves. No, he's not. Oh, is he not? No gloves. I can't see. Some are, some aren't. I see him we- with a black bar across oh, his chest. Dear. <laughs> Ooh, that's not safe for work. That's, that's risky. Well, yikes. <laughs> um, but I, you know, I see what Zach's saying. Like, why, why pay for a peripheral that is supposed to give you that first person? Like you're in the game feel mm-hmm. when you can literally just play Odyssey normally. Well, that's that's fair. I'll just remind you: nobody is buying the VR for this. No, no, no. you're buying it for the kit yes. and the game that comes with. Yeah, kit. yeah, this is just you know additional things you can Absolutely. do. Absolutely, and that's fine. It. You yeah. know, because I'm not spending money on on yeah. it. If if, if it comes for free, it comes for free. That's yeah. cool. Um, same with Breath of the Wild stuff. And but the, the kit. I don't know if we've mentioned this on the show before. It's uh, the basic kit is thirty nine ninety nine. Wow. Real cheap. And it okay. comes with software. It comes with the VR headset and then also like the big bazooka thing okay. that goes with it. Cool. So it, it, the the cost for entry is very minimal here. <laughs> and if you already own these games and you're at all curious about VR, this is it's a pretty easy cost of I, entry, you know? I think you don't have to put too much thought into it. I think it's so this. funny that yeah. Nintendo... Like, this is such a Nintendo thing to do. Yeah. You absolutely. know? Like, you, you think of all the other VR, like, headsets, and they're, they're like, three, four hundred, five hundred dollars $500. Yep. And then here comes Nintendo be like, yo, we got the same thing with this console that we already have. Here's some cardboard. Yeah. How are you going to put that on your face? Is it going to come with, like, a head strap? Uh, this is actually a point of contention. Okay. Um, there's no head strap, and that is because they wanted to get the... Uh, the minimum age requirement that they have to stamp on the box as low as possible. Uh-huh. If you actually strap the thing onto your head, that age requirement has to go up. So because of that, because they wanted what? to keep the age low, there's no strap. You can't actually strap it so on you your head. So you have to hold this. How are you going to play? Yeah, you have to hold it up to your head. How are you going to play it? So the, the Switch itself sits in it. Your controllers go on the side so of it. So you You're hold holding that, it up to your face. That's absolutely insane. No. Yeah. That's bananas. We'll see. I mean, people are probably going to rig their own things up so you Absolutely. can strap it onto your head 
What if you need the controllers there to hold it in place, though? Well, you could take them off. That's how. What the, if you can? That's how the switch works. What if it? Ne- no, no, no. What if the controllers have to be there physically to hold the for, screen in place like the, for the motion? Yes. I don't, yeah, we'll see. Oh There's my god! This just went from like, okay, this is like a cute little <laughs> Nintendo idea to, to like, this might be <laughs> a disaster. Absolutely. Stupid. Well, it can't be a disaster because there's already other Labo kits out there, and they didn't set the world on fire, but people yeah. generally like them. Well, Labo so. it's, it's, hey, yeah. man, at least I'm not spending four hundred dollars for it for a piece of cardboard, so <laughs> I, I can rest easy with that. Uh, but, let's let's talk about Breath of the Wild for a second. <sighs> Go for it, please. So this your is your favorite a, game, first of all. Like, yeah, I love it. I can't yep. get enough. Yep. <laughs> this this game has a a little bit more interesting integration it sounds like they didn't explicitly say this it sounds like you can play the entirety of the game in vr cool and can it, i be the motorcycle in the game no i don't think you can be the motorcycle. well then what's the point <laughs> so you can jump into the menus and at any time switch on vr mode pop the thing into the headset and you're playing in vr similarly third person perspective you're like just looking into this world <laughs> Yeah, and you got to have your hands right up to your head. Got have your hands. Scott, I wish our <laughs> listeners could see you, so you could give them a this, visual aid here. But. This is you should take a picture of this. Post hey, it on hey, Instagram. Hey, can we all like hold? Yeah, <laughs> hold hold your hands up. He's actually it, gonna do it. It's see, it's like this. So you know when your parents told you not to sit too close to the screen <laughs> when you were playing video games. I know it. We are literally doing what our parents want didn't want us to do, and <laughs> now. Now we're going to have this stupid bubble thing against our head. How long do you think you could keep your hands like that? I know. I can't. Annoyed and tired. My, arm, my you arms have to get tired. You All the to, blood's going to rush out of your arms. You have to hold your hands like this. Yeah. And this gets absolutely tiring. And you, just think, you're you're playing, you're using the controls, so now you're you're adding like muscle movement from your fingers into your arms. Yeah, and you have to like you have to remember re- like now that you're holding like, like controllers differently. You Look, have to you remember could, where all you the buttons could, are. You could do it like this. You could like have a your desk and like put it up like this, which I guess is fine. But yeah, but then your elbows are gonna go <laughs> yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Like I I get it. Uh-huh. They wanted to lower the age requirement, right? But why would you? Why would that be such a factor when potentially the parents are the ones putting this together anyway? Yeah. What is the age requirement on One, this? I think it's seven and plus. Seven plus. Maybe you think a plus. seven plus kid is going to put together this really complicated VR set? They're really good about making the instructions very, very easy to follow. But you, it took you three days to make a steering wheel, Britain. <laughs> I was going to get it into that later. It took you three days. My experience with Labo. Um, three hours, I would say. Okay, a couple, over a couple days. Three hours to over a couple wheel. days yeah. for a steering These wheel. These are very elaborate sets. Yeah, he sent so a, this so the headset, a seven the VR year old set is pretty simple. There's not much going on. It, so so uh, it it's going to be easier to get. You put that a head thing, strap in get there, it up and running. Smack a 13, 13 year old up. That's fine. <laughs> Do that. I don't want to. Up. I don't want to hold this thing to my. St- my face. One thing I will or say. Or lean down. Listen. Yes. Relax for a second. Sorry. I'm getting all worked you up. You are. There's these, there's these plastic grommets that go in some of the labo I'm kits. sorry. Could you, re- could you repeat that? Do you know that? what a grommet is? No. Please explain. It's like a, a, a past plastic eye loop, kind of, that snaps onto a piece of cardboard. Okay. So that if something runs through it, like a string, yeah. it doesn't slowly eat away at the okay. cardboard. Okay. They have those on either side of this headset. Okay. They haven't said there's a strap that goes with it, so but you, they have those little grommets on the sides of this thing. Got it's it. almost like they're anticipating or encouraging people to do it without actually doing it. Okay. Just throw a rubber band on there, and, and you can strap it to your head. So it's. I, th- I think there's going to be ways to actually put this on your face without holding it up. So super bad uh, like example of what this equals is they're like... It's like uh, the guys from South Park calling the the latest South Park game fractured butthole. It, it's <laughs> I don't get like, the analogy. Well, I would tell you, but, but then we, we might lose our clean tag. Oh, let's not do that. Essentially, okay. essentially, they're, they wanted to do something. Someone said no, and they did the same thing but worded it differently. What if it works? Or or here's, a, here's a better example. Or... <laughs> it's like looking at someone's test and saying, like, yeah, you can copy off me, but change your answer a little bit. But it's still identical. And you're just like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Sure. Why not? Cool. Awesome. <laughs> but, what Dude, were we talking about? Th- this this doesn't know. sell you on it, Zach, clearly. Dude, it doesn't. Like, 
so even if you don't have to hold your hands up to your face, think about the, po- the it. point. It's not the point isn't to put <laughs> a screen right up to your eyes. That's not the point of VR. Yeah, you also wear glasses, so this is difficult. no. It's, yeah, it's the full deal. It, I'm definitely not using it. So the the part of the headset that goes on your face, it has a plastic insert with two lenses on it. It's not just the screen up to your face. It it it, it, it has these like kind of fisheye lenses in it mm-hmm. that correspond to either side of the screen. The screen itself, when you're playing a game in VR mode, is split into two, and you're getting two slightly different images okay. projected into okay. each one of those lenses. Okay. Yeah, it is. It's a. It's not just a screen right okay. in front of your face. That makes me There's a little, a little, that makes me a little bit that. happier. Yeah, that makes it, me a little bit happier. And the other thing I want to say about all this is. I recently had an experience with Labo for the okay. first time. I got the Labo vehicle kit from uh, Target. It mm-hmm. was marked down to 20 bucks. And for a long time, I was like, I want to I see what this Labo thing's all about, but I just don't want to spend 70 bucks on it, which is the cost of most of the kits. So this gave me a chance to jump in and try it out. And like Scotty said, these projects are insanely elaborate. The, mm-hmm. the steering wheel I put together has so many mechanical moving parts in it. And it took me like three hours to put the thing together. But when it all came together when I finished it, when I actually started playing the game that goes along with it, I was absolutely floored by how well everything worked. It all is insanely responsive. It works exactly as advertised. There's uh, there's kind of two gear shift things that stick out of the side, and each one has a knob on the end of it that you can turn into four different configurations. And every time you turn it, the game recognizes that you're turning it. And then when you pull on it, the game recognizes that you're pulling on it. There's kind of a rip cord on one side that you pull, and it gives you a boost when you're driving. On the other side, you have a reverse lever. When you pull it down and hit the acceleration pedal, you go in reverse. Everything is just insanely snappy and responsive. So can I can I ask you something? I was very impressed with how well it works. Yeah. Say say a grown man mm-hmm. wanted to play Mario Kart Eight. <laughs> yes. Or whatever on this thing. Yeah, yes. Say I'm getting really into it, right? Okay. If I if I hit that brake pedal for throw it in reverse, yeah. am I gonna break it? It's pretty sturdy. Is it? It's pretty okay. sturdy. I, I think there actually is Mario Kart 8 integration with this thing. I haven't tried it, but it's not really designed for very, very fast, furious racing. Fast and furious. So then racing. what's the point? Um it's it, the, the game that goes along with it is all about exploration. They give you this massive island to explore and you drive all over the place and complete objectives. Okay. You listening to me? I am. <laughs> and then uh, there, this is really clever. There's a key that you put your remote into, your Joy-Con into. Mm-hmm. And when you put that key into the steering wheel, your vehicle turns into a car. You yeah. drive around as a car. There's also a submarine control. When you put that same key, you pop it out of the steering wheel, put it into the submarine control, it turns into a submarine. And there's also a flight stick. You can pop that same key into a flight stick. So whichever one you have it in, the game knows which one you're using, and your vehicle corresponds to it. Hmm. It's all just so well thought out and clever, and it works very, very well. Well, the flight stick is especially fun to use. I could totally (laughs) imagine playing like a Star Fox game with it. Do you think Slippy will yell, use the boost to get through? I would hope so. Mm, Cool. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, uh, I'm done so here, making fun of Labo. Just to close this up, <laughs> yeah. based on my experience with that other uh-huh. Labo kit and how just high quality the cardboard is and the way it comes together, it all feels pretty darn durable. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to break any of this stuff while using it. And just how responsive it all is and how well it works, I'm super excited to try so, VR. Uh, when are you getting it? <laughs> uh, I'll try to pick it up Friday when it comes out. Will, um, will you bring it in? Sure. Next I actually week. thought about bringing like the flight stick in because it's the smallest of the three, just so you guys could feel like the build Absolutely. quality. Absolutely, I would it. love that. I'll we do can, that. Well, uh, well, we cannot or we talk or not talk about it, but right, you know, just so you can check it out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, totally. I will, I yeah. will. And if obviously if the VR headset comes out and I get it, I'll I'll bring that in. You guys can check it out too. Cool. I feel like that'd See be kind of small. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. And yeah. the uh, the the I don't know if we mentioned this. The Mario Odyssey content, the Zelda content, come out on April twenty fifth. So not right at launch, but later this month. We'll be able to check that stuff out. And I'll report back to you. Cool. We sound a little down on it. You guys do, at least. <laughs> but I, I think we should all get hands-on before not we that, make any it's, judgment calls. It's not that I'm down on it. Mm-hmm. You're getting what you pay for. I just think it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're getting what... I mean, you know, I'm not down on it either, but you're getting what you pay for. You're not paying for a, a console, basically, will be strapped to your face. Yeah, you're, yeah. Not, you're, not, you're not paying but for tell PSVR. Me about, tell me about the amazing, deep, robust experiences in PSVR. There isn't. Wow. Oh, Lord. Remember when we... That's a good one. Oh, Lord. The rule has been broken. (laughs) You're the one that usually tells us Yeah, I know. You're like, silence your phones. (laughs) Sorry, y'all. That's all right. Tell tell them to know. 
Tell them no. I know. Anyway, um, I, oh, I don't know. Well, I'll check it out and we'll, yeah. we'll report back. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we'll just have to leave VR, it. VR is cool, it. but I wouldn't drop $400 on one. But would you drop $30, $40 on one? Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> Since you already own a Switch. So, if it's good. We'll see. One of the most, can I sidetrack us real quick? Totally. Move on. One of the most infamous uh, VR games out there is yeah. Beat Saber, right? Yeah. yeah. Of course. Is Beat Saber available on PSVR? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, I know what he's buying when uh, oh. we get done here today. Yep. That Let's game go. could so easily come to Switch. I'm just saying. Not to bring it back yeah, around. Yeah, I agree, yeah. A Joy-Con in each hand. Oh, there's, there's no demanding visuals in that game, really. Uh, there's not. Have you seen? Not anything, seen not the anything that the Switch, can ha- <laughs> so, Switch could handle it can easily. I, uh, That'd be cool. No, can, you can't. Can I sidetrack us again, and then we'll go back to news real quick? Yeah, do sure. it. Uh, so I bought Civ Six two days ago Kay. for the Switch. Oh, wow. For the Switch, wow. For the Switch. Uh, I have it on my my laptop, but I didn't want to, like, with all the programs and stuff I have on there, I didn't want to throw it back on, so I bought it for the Switch. Sure. Yeah. Um, even with that, it still looks a lot worse than the PC version. <laughs> That's on the developer. I don't know what to tell you. Because look at a game like Breath of the Wild or Mario Odyssey. There's there's no excuse for a game to look bad and run bad on Also, the it's a really bad port. Is it? Yep. Yeah. They didn't, like... Weird. What's 2K doing? They didn't go through it fully... And okay. like fully optimize all the controls and everything. They for the probably game. just literally took the game, slapped it on Switch. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Assigned yeah. some buttons to it, and they didn't like really go through it at all. I know. I I tend to play the de- defense when it comes to Nintendo, but I seriously don't think you could put that on Nintendo or on the hardware itself. No. It was tough. No. Yeah. It's definitely them. Yeah. Lazy ports are a thing, and Nintendo gets a lot of lazy ports over the years. So unfortunately, they always get the scraps from uh, every game that seems to come out for the Switch. Hey, not when it comes to indies. No, They get the cream of the crop when it comes to Mm, indies these days. I've seen better. All right. (laughs) Hey, do you guys want to talk about something only tangentially video game related, but fascinating? Absolutely. Is is this real life Battle Royale? Yeah. Okay. This is crazy. Cool. Did you read it? Uh, no, you told me not to. Remember? I did. I wanted you to. You react literally. To this you firsthand. told me not to look at it. Yeah. So. So this sounds like the plot of a crazy movie or something. But an anonymous anonymous millionaire. Anonymous. He reached out on a um, a shopping marketplace called Hush Hush, which apparently is a big marketplace. I wasn't familiar with it, and he's looking for game designers to help him design an arena. And organize a real life battle royale experience. Is this Mr. Beast? I feel like it's Mr. Beast. Oh, it totally could be, but no, I don't think so. He's English, I believe. He's offering like the payment, the reward, and everything is all in pounds. It's all in pounds, you're right. Dude, I'll take a hundred thousand pounds. So he's he's looking to pay a healthy amount of money to hire some game designers to help him create a a real life battle royale experience. Cool. So he wants to acquire I don't know if acquire means buy or like rent a private island. And he's playing. Yeah, he wants to have a private island for this. He wants to hold a three-day event there. Okay. And uh, the players on the island will compete for twelve hours a day. Oh my god! And then then at night they will be camping, and they'll be they'll be given everything they need, um, food food and camp equipment, stuff like that. This is this is the Hunger Games. So basically, we basically we were like, where can Battle Royale go? Yeah. This is it. This is this would be terrifying, and I'd love every I mean, moment. I mean, of we've it. we've this seen like offshoot, TDM yes. turned into real life experiences. This is sort of an extension of that. I'm not like blown away by how crazy this is. And but... essentially, it's a, a stereotypical airsoft match, right? Um, so yeah, the uh, players will have airsoft guns, and they're going to have touch sensitive bo- body armor. Okay. So I don't think there'll be any cheating. It'll be pretty obvious if you actually get taken out. Yeah, they don't uh, rely on the honor system yeah. or anything, especially when like this amount of money is involved. Do you right. guys want to do what amount of money? Do squads and go. <laughs> um, it did say last man standing, so I don't think they're doing teams at all. This oh, sounds sad. like a, this sounds like a free for all. Okay, think about it. Like if this is real, yeah, and this guy's really looking to invest money into this, this could be. This could be like the next TV show, dude. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Oh, if they didn't make this into like a documentary, that would be a huge missed opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's going to be a big portion of like uh, people need to see it. How do how it can't do, just be for the hundred people that are participating? Yes, write know? write an article about it. You know. Yeah. How do, how do you? I wonder it. how you are able to participate. I wonder if like they'll do like a sign up and randomly pick a hundred people. It would have to be some kind of lottery system, I think. Okay. And I don't think they've gotten there yet because they want to make sure they can actually do this, secure the property and get the designers on board and actually Yo. get the fine tune I know, get it all fine too. I'm gonna be straight honest. I would love to participate in this uh-huh. but I would also be absolutely terrified. Oh, it would be, it would I'd be, be out. 12, 12 hours. I'd be out for blood my dude. 
Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Three days, 12 hours a day. Consider how quickly like Battle Royale matches play out in a, a game. It's like 45 minutes, an yeah. hour. Yeah. Can you even imagine a three-day event? I, I don't think and it would the, need to be three and hours. And it's going to have to be a massive... Three, what am I saying? I don't think it had to be a three-day event. It'll have to be a huge... Can I, a huge can I throw some swath of land. Yeah. yeah. So along with, like, say, let's use Fortnite, for example. Mm-hmm. With their, their tournaments, they have a point system. They have points for amount of kills, uh, yep. points for placement, and then points for wins. Um, now, they could definitely do that. And then we're we're looking with, like, real... Like, you're, you're really out there running around, so, you're, you know, you're physically, like you know, out there doing stuff. Right. So you're going to have probably like a match in the morning, mm-hmm. break, match in the afternoon, break, and then a match in the evening. Three matches a day for three days. I don't think so, and man. And accumulate points over the three days. I don't think so. I think this is one last man standing event over the course of three days. Really? Which leads me to believe it's a big section of land. And also they're going to have to do a storm kind of thing, right? Otherwise, how are these people going to find each other? Oh my God! They're going to have to funnel channel them into a small area over time. Uh, this sounds amazing. It's I'd crazy, love to be a right? part of this, but like I said, I'd be absolutely just terrified if I was there. So, last man standing will win a hundred thousand pounds. Is the proposed prize from this anonymous millionaire? Wow, I love it. Someone's really bored. Yeah. So uh, here is a statement from the founder of Hush Hush. The um, you know the the site that's being used to fund this whole project. Mm-hmm. Battle Royale games have become incredibly popular over the last few years, and our customer is a huge fan who wants to make the game a reality in the safest way possible. If the championship is a success this year, it's something that he wants to make an annual event going forward, which is very exciting. So uh, 100,000 pounds is 130,000 U.S. dollars. Okay. Respectable. Yeah. You guys want to go in on this? (laughs) Absolutely. Dude, I'm not laying down. (laughs) He's signing up right now. Get off, get off <laughs> I'm already on it right He's now. Uh, HushHush.com. Do you guys yeah. think? Do you guys think this is a huge liability thing, though? Oh, dude, they're going to sign tons like of safety issues. They're, dude, they're, the people that are going to do this are going to sign contracts. That yeah, but if anyone actually gets hurt, it's done. Don't you think? No, absolutely not. Really? Yeah, you're you're going to wear goggles. You're going to wear. They're going to medical staff on site. You're going to sign yeah. a contract so the people hosting it are reliable. Right. They're, yeah, it's like somebody gets hurt, they're just going to be taken out of the game. It doesn't matter. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's just bad press if people are actually getting hurt in something like this. I know, but then, for $100,000, I'll take a pebble to the arm and, <laughs> or, you know, or whatever. Or I could see media twisting it into cut like, bruise. people are bringing games, video games into the real world and it's causing these horrible accidents to happen. I don't know. Or is it, are, are, uh, people going to maybe mentally take this too far when they're there, they're participating when they're playing in a video game. It's like you're doing everything you can to win this event. When you're there in real life, if you have trouble separating what you would do in a video game from what you're doing in this real life event, maybe you'll go too far in some situations to overcome your opponents. I'm thinking, I'm thinking negatively here, but I think when you're exploring a concept like this, you have to consider it from all angles. You yeah, know? you do. And there's going to be... Some so what if people do take it too far and things get violent, things get intense? I don't know. Who knows? Uh, hey. I, oh, continue. If everyone played it as intended and all the safety stuff worked as intended, I'm sure it'd be fine. I mean, no, ma- thing, no melee things, combat allowed. If you do, you're sure, disqualified. See, that's an example. And then, you, then you lose, like, your chance at $100,000. Like, you know. Dude, yeah, it's, it's like... not worth that. Think of it like Survivor. I mean, Survivor's been going on for years and, you know... It's not all real, but a good portion of it is. You know, it'd so. be great. In like five years, we're going to be coming across a fifth annual uh, you know, battle, Games. Ro- battle royale tournament. But yeah. you're actually yeah. like killing the people. Like, <laughs> oh dear! It went from airsoft to like, yeah, we're going to start slaughtering people. PG, off PG, now. PG. Oh, sorry, my <laughs> yeah, bad. <laughs> please, my bad. Hey, um, something I, I should have put on the dock, but I didn't. Ooh. Um, and I'll just I'll just take a quick couple minutes to talk about this real fast. I'm surprised you didn't put this on the dock. Really? Um, Now I'm excited. On April 5th Mm -hmm. was the last update for Enter the Gungeon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, It is called a Farewell to Arms. That's right, yep. Um, Dodrill basically said, hey, thanks for playing our game. Um, This is going to be it. These updates are pretty substantial. Yes. Do you have uh, a list of what they did and what they added? Yes, I do, actually. They added uh, two new Gungeoneers. Mm-hmm. They added... Hang on. I'm going to pull up uh, pull up the actual, like, specifically what it yeah. was. Um, 
Oh my god! While you're working on that, I'll tell you what my problem is with the, the Gungeon updates. Okay. With certain games, with most games, when you get a, are you okay, Zach? When you get a downloadable piece of content, what are you doing? I spilled coffee on my shirt. Oh Continue. my god! <laughs> With most games, most DLC packs, when you download them, you can jump right in and experience the DLC, right? Mm-hmm. In a game like Gungeon, there's been two now two of these major updates, and you have to dig through the game and find the new content. Yeah. So if you load up a match, mm-hmm. it's quite possible you could play a bunch of matches and never see any of the new yeah, stuff. that's half the point. I know, but I, I've played so much Gungeon, I'd really rather just kind of see the new stuff well, when I jump into it. Here, here's what you'll get. Uh, okay. It features uh, two new Gungeoneers. Yep. Um, I don't know if you have to unlock them or not. You do. Okay. That's one thing I was bummed out. I, I couldn't just use them. Which out is of the fine gate. because they're both really dope. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's 22 new guns, 14 new items, uh, a new syringe, um, a secret floor with a new boss, um, and just quality of life changes and stuff. Yeah. Like pretty that. similar to the advanced Gungeons and Dragons update. From and you know what? That's six fine. Ago. It, the game's been out for since hang on, let me pull up this Scott, article. You haven't, exactly. you haven't spent nearly as many no, hours as I, I have with this game. The idea of jumping back in and like seeking out this new content after already playing 140 hours of it, it's geez. just not that appealing. I get it. It's just not that appealing. Yeah. I get it. But it's cool that this, that content's there and if you jump in now for the first time mm-hmm. and play this game, now you have even more content to mess yeah. with and you'll see it over the course of naturally playing the game. Yeah, for but sure. But jumping back in, it's hard. I think you would enjoy it. I think you I should. tried. Oh, did you? After this hit, I, I fired it up and played okay. a couple rounds. I didn't see anything new. Well, hey, you know what I'll at least say? Uh, like, give us a completely new Gungeon to explore. Yeah. Or, like, add a floor that's persistent that you don't have to go find. You know, it's secret and it's hidden somewhere. Yeah. That you can actually experience. I get what you're saying. For someone like me who hasn't really experienced everything, it's really cool. Yeah, sure. Because now I can keep playing and find stuff. That's true. I haven't even found like base content stuff. By the way, Scott, you should uh, keep streaming that. It's good. It's a fun game to stream. I will. Fun game Um, to watch. The game came out, uh, well, well, April 5th. 2016. Uh-huh. That's kind of why the last update released then. Yeah. Um, and they sold 2.5 million copies over all four uh, all four platforms. That's awesome. The Switch, Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Um, you know, and that's an indie game, so that's pretty well. pretty big uh, pretty big jump. Another thing I'm excited about because of this uh, this last piece of content for mm-hmm. Gungeon is uh, we might get to hear soon what Dodge Roll is doing next. Cool. Because they've been plugging away at Gungeon now for a couple years. I, I think. think uh, you should try and get the gunslinger because I've mm-hmm. seen what he can do. Yeah, and I think he'd really enjoy see. And it. I don't—it's so obtuse. I don't even know how to even begin unlocking him. Google you know what it. I mean? Google and you shouldn't it. have to do that. The game should make it obvious. The how game to see doesn't this hold your hand. It's, it's I know it's a bullet hell. Right. That is the point. But I could go in and play another twenty matches and and maybe not unlock the gunjineer and I have no idea how to. You do You could it. play or another the... twenty matches and never even get to the last floor. You know what? Not Brain. me. I, I can get I can get there for pretty Brain, you're, uh, you're kind of disappointing me right now. I'm yeah. just kind of down on this. Well, because you're the guy that's always like playing uh, Sekiro or you're going to play Sekiro yeah. or Souls yeah. or that kind of thing. These hard games, you're like, well, it just doesn't always hand you everything. You have right. to figure it out and keep plugging away. Yeah. But this, you're like, nah. I guess, yeah, it, I guess it's because I've, I've already yeah. gone through that process with this game. Yeah. So the idea of jumping back into that process again with a game I've already mined the depths of, it just doesn't sound you know that, what? that enticing. You, uh, you've you been dissing on this indie game this entire time. I'm very That's disappointed. That's weird, isn't it? I'm yeah, sorry. It's really weird. I'm yeah. very disappointed. I'm just being you. honest with you guys. As a fan, <laughs> yeah. as someone who got me into Enter the Gungeon, yep. and you're like, Eh, dodge roll. They suck. No, they're great. They should awesome probably game. go KMS. You don't play 140 hours of a game because you don't like it that That's much. That's fair That is true. Yeah. That's I, in fair fact, enough. I played more of that than any other game on Switch. Even Spelunky? I, Switch, Spelunky's not on Switch. Oh, you're right. Dang it. My bad. <laughs> but Sorry. yeah, e- even Breath of the Wild, even Xenoblade Chronicles what's, 2. What's Breath of the Wild? It's some game. Oh, Remember it's, we it's talked a small, about a little in, while ago? small indie game. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, anyway. Well, I just wanted to bring up that. I didn't okay, know cool. you were going to absolutely just tear it apart. But you know, it's whatever. What I, I surprise you sometimes. We'll edit you know? that out. Um, <laughs> hey, do you guys... How much time do we have? We have about... 17 minutes so in this in this um n64 blood extravaganza episode maybe yeah. we should talk about n64 we should bit. absolutely talk about Let's reminisce N64. you guys okay what you got well that was, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> well, that was great uh we'll see you guys next time um we're gonna end this episode a little early no i'm joking so how old were you guys when uh i was and, negative one 
All right. Yeah. Because it came out in 93, right? No, I think it came out in 94, 95. Dude, I, I mean, because I was... We should know these things I was born, I was <laughs> if we're going to talk about it. Yeah, I love how we're just like... Mm. So I was only three when, okay. it, when it came out. So I didn't play it probably until like so uh, for you guys, fourth or fifth grade. It was I just always say. there. Yeah, it was yeah. always there. Yeah. I, I, remember, I remember playing it um, when, uh, when I was probably about six, seven years old. Um, it came out in 1996, and okay. it, it essentially like died out in 2002. So I was... 13 when this game came out. Oh my That's god. Insane, dude. When this it really came like out. really highlights how much older you are than us. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah. So you all, should leave. All throughout that <laughs> early year. <laughs> That's rude. Yeah, sorry. All throughout that year leading up to the summer when it came out. Yeah. My friends and I at school were just like insanely excited about this. I don't think I since ever since have been more excited for a, a new system, a new piece of hardware to come out. Really? Just could not wait. Before yeah. it came out, we all called it the Ultra 64. Yeah, which was its original name. Our original name, code name, I don't really know. It was, like all systems get code names. Hey, but we usually don't continue to call them that for like right up until they come out. But, I mean, yeah, this thing was the Ultra the 64. NX, but you know, whatever. I no guess. big deal. Yeah. Um, you know, that stupid thing that I was watching earlier, you're like, well, this is way too much. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to. It wasn't stupid. It was informative. <laughs> I would like to uh, point out a little tell bit me, of information tell me I got something. from that. Uh, they had to change the name from the Ultra Nintendo 64 so they wouldn't get sued by Capcom. Really? Yes. What was the license that Capcom had? Like Street Fighter, or Ultimate Street Fighter, whatever it was. Yeah. That would have been a Weird. good trivia. Yeah. So, good. It would oh, have. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. Oh, I got one um, when we get to the end. Oh, wow. I got All some right. trivia. Hopefully you I got don't. got some topical trivia. No, I don't. Cool. Okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Um, so, yeah. uh, all that year and like early summer leading up to its release, uh, Toys R Us mm-hmm. was hosting events. Yeah. Like some kind of road show. I don't know if it was just around here because we kind of live near where, um, near Redmond, where Nintendo HQ is in North America. Mm-hmm. And um, they would bring a whole bunch of systems there and set up TVs right in the main lobby of Toys R Us. And they would let you play Super Mario 64 before oh, it came man. out. So we got hands on with this thing like months before it came out. Dope. And the cool thing is they didn't have like demo units, they just straight up brought the systems in there, brought the game in there, yeah. and let people play it. Nice. And you had like 15-minute chunks of time to play it, and there were lines. People would get in line and wait at different systems to play it. And you could kind of just make your way through the game as a group. Cool. So like people would play through levels and then hand it off to the next pe- person, and we actually made progress through the game, and there were save files on these <laughs> systems. And we got They're to like, see. They're like, ooh, yikes! We got to see a lot of this game before it came out. Like, I remember That's playing so cool. uh, TikTok Clock, which is one of the Whoa, later levels in the wow. game at Toys R Us before it came out. Dang! So I don't know if that was just a lack of foresight on their part, or did if they you, really wanted to give people a dude, good it was the 1990s. look at this no game. One cared back did you then. sign? It was impressive for this. Did kind you of sign thing. an NDA? <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> they were so confident in what this was. They wanted people talking about it. Yeah, and rightly so. This game like completely changed the the landscape of gaming. It was like the first steps of 3D, really. Yeah, uh, the first effective ones, anyway. The first ones that really felt like they did it right. Uh, my mom, God bless her, she's great. She drove me out there like 10 different times. I would beg her to drive me out to <laughs> Toys R Us and play this game. Uh, I don't know if she remembers that. She may hear this and get back to me on that. But I, all I remember is it was being awesome. at home playing it. Was it was so nice so. of her. And uh, I know you hate me bringing up the paper route, so I won't say much, but uh-huh. it, it's something I really... I hate you. No, I, <laughs> I really saved for on my own Steam. Yeah. I was able to buy on my own. I felt really good about that. We so, had Steam back in the 1990s? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I remember... Uh, Mario was a Steam exclusive. <laughs> I mean, there's this. I remember uh, feeling the same way about the PS2. Uh-huh. Like, really, really excited about it. But yeah. I wasn't able to buy it myself because I didn't have the paper route. Sure. So I was really Rip. excited for my parents to get it for me. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. yeah, I remember. I honestly just remember always playing the N64. I don't remember when we first got it. I don't know how we first got it. I just always remember having it. Yeah. Because um, it well, was one of those family systems. Yeah. Because, like I said, I was, I was probably like six or seven when, you know, I remember. I mean, that was, she's like forever ago now. Yeah. 18 years ago so you know it, it's been a hot second yeah um but i always remember playing it and i remember playing like pokemon stadium and uh paper mario and stuff because you know i was homeschooled for like till eighth grade so, so you just played video games so i just all played day. video games that all is day. awesome yeah, yeah so i respect that, that was literally <laughs> that was literally my life That's is sick. i just yeah. played n64 all the time and i remember absolutely loving the crap out of everything Awesome. I played so many games over and over and over again. Um, 
You'd mentioned a couple that you really liked. Yes. You have some favorites you want to talk about? I don't know. Can I talk about them? I guess. Okay. I guess. Uh, you've, you've indulged me. Now t- tell me what you love Britain, on N64. Britain will not let me live this down. <laughs> My favorite N64 game of all time, Banjo-Kazooie. 100% absolutely fell in love with fell in love with that game back when i was playing on the n64 and i could never beat it i would always get to like the end part where you had to like do the puzzle thing to get to the final boss could never beat it but did you eventually i did eventually oh, good. Yeah, yeah i eventually did beat the I'm game like, scott you gotta go back and beat but, that game but i remember like playing for just hours upon hours i probably dumped 50 to 100 hours into that game wow collected everything um fun. i mean you you did the same with mario 64 no doubt oh absolutely right? yeah. yeah um i never got yoshi though what yoshi yoshi oh in mario 64, in mario 64 yeah i take some doing yeah that and, was... it's, and it's totally not worth it i mean <laughs> but no, it's, it's like the last big milestone in the game so but that, that was do. half the fun of like n64 games is a ton of those games are just collect-a-thon so they would just hold you over forever yeah donkey kong 64 had a guinness book of world records for like a guinness record for having the most collectible Right. In a video game. So what, I mean, here's the thing. With, yeah. with Super Mario 64, yeah. it was really about collecting stars. That's the main collectible in the game. Yep, and 120. They were, you got rewards for doing that. You got to yeah. explore new areas because Absolutely. you did that. Yeah. So in games like Banjo and uh, Donkey, Kong? Donkey Kong 64, yeah. what's the incentive? There wasn't really. Yeah, that's But you just got to collect things, which was cool. Yeah. You got, you know, you got to do like, um, I'm trying to think specifically, um, you know, you get like, different upgrades and stuff like that which right. is cool Don- um, donkey kong 64 had perhaps the worst collectible mechanic in history in yeah. that each kong had their own colored bananas yeah and you had to be the right kong to even pick up these bananas yep so they would just be awful. like ghosted oh. out if you were the wrong kong at yep. the time and you couldn't switch on the fly you had to go back to some Us. kind of checkpoint and yeah. change to the one you wanted yep that's, exactly that's rough i loved it did you i loved every I, part i mean of it. it really got us spending a lot of time with these games <laughs> i'm so trying to, I, I, that was the goal mission accomplished i mean the whole thing was to you know there was 101 percent that you could get yeah and like i guess the reward quote-unquote was at the like main the like donkey kong like house where you know there was a cave that you would go in and you would be able to see this giant thing of bananas. Uh-huh. And when you collect all 100 yeah. or however many bananas I'm there sure were in every a lot more Yeah, than a lot more than 100. Yeah. But at the end of it, the tower would be so tall, you could get the last banana that was at the top of this tower. Yeah, I gotcha. And That's a fun mechanic. That right there, like that was a satisfying thing. Like mm-hmm. having this banana out of reach that you're just able to get. It's all so. about the bananas. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's all about the bananas. Like I, I think... Some of my favorite games were like rare games, you know. Yeah, clearly, <laughs> Donkey Kong '64, <laughs> Banjo Kazooie, Diddy Kong Racing—all great games. Ooh, I got one for you. Were you gonna say a Goldeneye? Ra- a rare game for you. Oh no, let's talk about Goldeneye in a minute. Okay, I want to talk about a good game first. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Blast Cores. Did you ever play Blast Cores? No, I didn't. Amazing rare I, game. One yeah. of my favorite N64 games. I hear, and I haven't seen a game really like it since. Yeah. You're you're driving around in a variety of vehicles, destroying buildings, mm-hmm. destroying all kinds of things. And there's all kinds of objectives and variables. There's one in particular that I remember where um, a a truck with explosives on it is yeah. slowly driving through a town. Think Speed, the movie Speed. If it stops, it'll blow up. Yeah, yeah. But there's buildings in front of it, and it can't turn. So yeah. your job is to drive ahead of it and clear Just, everything in its yeah. path so that it doesn't crash and explode. Awesome. Absolutely brilliant. It was a fun mechanic. So that that game is a gem, and it, it hasn't been revisited since. Can I can on I, any other console? Can I just give a huge shout out to Grant Kirkhope for giving me yes. the 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 soundtrack of my childhood? Yeah, I met him at PAX a couple of years back. Super nice guy, very very funny. He did like a guest grumps on uh, Game Grumps one yep. time, like way back when it was like John Tron and Aaron. That's cool. Like, it was just those guys. And uh, it was probably one of the funniest things they've ever done. Like, because Grant Kirkup was just like crapping on John Tron the entire time. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. And um, he's an amazing composer. Yeah, and, he, and, and he's you still, can hear it he's still at it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's a sea of thieves. Oh, yeah. Did, did he work on that? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. oh, he's worked on. He worked on ukulele. He worked on Sea of Thieves and then Mario and Rabbids Kingdom yeah, Battle. Rabbids, another awesome soundtrack. Yeah, it was fantastic. Like it's funny because you play Sea of Thieves uh-huh. and you'll you hear rare. Like you you hear signature Grant Kirkhope sounds. Yep, and it's fantastic. It's cool, and I love everything about him 
and everything about we can Rare. tell <laughs> yes look dude i'm all about it i'm gushing yeah you are zach i feel like you have something to say dude i'm kind of like so i uh you didn't have an like an n64 did you no i did i oh, did, did you? well okay. i personally didn't own it it was my stepbrothers mm-hmm. um and i have some very fond memories i don't know why i remember them but i have some fond memories playing the n64 but being as young as i was mm-hmm. i don't really remember what they were but i've been doing some googling while you guys are talking about this yeah and one of the games was called monster truck madness okay by uh monster truck madness 64 by rockstar games what yeah Yeah. the rockstar games huh before before they made games about killing everyone it's probably before gta one yeah Yeah, or at least close to the yeah because i think that was on the ps one it was yeah yeah um, but I remember, I remember a monster truck game. I never remembered what it was. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Uh, but and I, now he knows. And now I know. Uh, so I guess we're kind of like sitting back, um, kind of reminiscing here. That's funny. Um, another one, and this is besides. This is a few years after, but I remember playing a game called Eighteen uh, Wheeler on the Dream oh, okay. on the Dreamcast. Oh, so it was on the N sixty four. Gross. Uh, but that that was a very fond one as well. And yeah. There was a lot of really good racing games on N64. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Wave I mentioned, Race. Yeah, I mentioned this. Season. I was going to say. Wave, Wave Race is another one of those games that was just awesome. Loved it, and it's, it hasn't been revisited in It was such a launch a title. No, it wasn't. No, wasn't uh-huh. it? No, no, check this out. Okay, it was Mario 64. Yeah, there was only two games that yeah, came out at launch. It was Mario 64, and uh-huh. what's the last one? What's the other one? I'm, Pilot Wings. Pilot Wings sure? Wing 64. Okay. 100% sure. The funny thing is, that's the only system in history that I can think of that could get away with only having two launch titles. Yeah. All it needed was Mario 64. Oh, absolutely. That game kept people satisfied what for months and months and months till we finally got some more content on that. Hey, guys. Uh, good job for blowing my trivia question. Right. You're, you're Did welcome. we? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. It must have been something <laughs> about... I don't know what you're talking about. It was, uh, I was going to ask what, what games did it release with. Oh, got it. Okay. Oh, rip. Too easy. Yep. Oh, well. it's okay. Mine's pretty easy, too, but I think it might stump you guys. Well, well hey, uh, before we do get to the trivia, can we just throw out some honorable mention N64 games? Yeah, of course. Paper, Let, Paper Mario. Paper Mario is so good. Absolutely. It's funny. We haven't really focused in on the ones we really love. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody said Legend of Zelda. <laughs> yeah, Ocarina of Time or Majora's but those are, Mask. Those are so obvious. Like, I know. Everyone knows. Like, so why even mention it? Yeah. Or, or, or I was about to say Oracle of Time. Uh <laughs> What are you saying? Ocarina That's of Time was, yeah. uh, you know, it's an absolute masterpiece. It is. It is the perfect 3D Zelda game. Yeah, exactly. Like, one it, of the best selling or one of the best games, period. Yeah. Of all time. Yeah. Period. Not many people would argue that. I don't no. think. No, there's very few people who will argue that Ocarina of Time is one of the best. And then games we got Majora's time. Mask, which is super weird and divisive. Which was, yeah, it was absolutely. <laughs> some people love it. Some people hate it. It was, yeah. It some was people can't even wrap their heads around it. It was definitely a split. I from what... I have tried three or four times to get into that game, and I it's always hard. I always make it maybe five to ten hours in to yeah. like the first or the second temple, and then I just stop for whatever reason. I mean, I'm like, this is the time I'm going to do it. I got it on 3ds a couple years ago when yeah. it, when the re-release came out. I'm like. This is it. This is the time I'm really going to get through this. And you feel like don't. you're forced to collect all the masks, and I think that is that is one pretty difficult part. Mm-hmm. And for me personally, um, I was I always had a really rough time because I I felt like you know you're on a timer. Yeah, there's a you're ton on a of clock. ton of repetition in that game too because of the timer. Yeah, so it's like mechanic. it's like only certain things will happen on certain days. You have to be there at the right time, and I I just I didn't feel like basically having a gun to my head to get to a certain place at a certain time but then later you get songs that yeah. mess, that change that up dramatically absolutely and you get you get like songs that would like change it up and you get different masks that like do different things and it was all cool and dandy but right i'm the same i'm the same with you i never was able to beat that game because yeah. it, it stressed me out i feel like it gave me anxiety <laughs> honestly <laughs> i believe it for yeah. sure um what else uh what are some other good N64 games? Diddy Kong Racing is pretty Diddy Kong rad. Racing Going is back amazing. to racing games. Conker's Bad for a Day was amazing. <sighs> never, that one. I never played that. Did you like that game? I do love Conker, dude. Yeah. It's basically an M-rated Banjo-Kazooie. Yeah. That's essentially what but it is. But basically they re-released Conker's Bad for a Day on the first Xbox. Yeah, but it was awful. It wasn't the same thing. It was an di- absolutely different game. It was meant to be like was a quote-unquote re-release. They added new stuff because they thought that's what people wanted, and it just it lost its charm. I think you might be confused because I think they no. they remade it for the first Xbox, and then they, they did didn't. that with that game for the 360, but that completely failed. Yeah, I think it might be the 360 then. Yeah, it was, it 
it all it was it lost the charm that Nintendo gave it because they wanted a grittier game. Uh, well, Con- that Rare gave it, right? Yeah, yeah. Conquerors Bad for Day was amazing. Yeah, okay. it was good. Hey, can we talk about Goldeneye for a second? Yeah. Uh, how do you guys feel about Goldeneye? You're out of time. Okay, what's your question? It's just people it, love that game. It's a James so Bond much. game. It's I know. fun. And I loved that game so much. Yeah. Loved. Loved. Okay. Why do you hate it now? It's just funny to me that people still uh, hold hold to it so firmly well, as it's, like, it's this a, great game. It's the nostalgia thing, right? Yeah. So. It, that's all it is. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. It's the worst example of just nostalgia carrying a game <laughs> far beyond its I, I've worth. played it. I've played it like... You know, not su- like it was a while ago, but it wasn't yeah. super long ago. And I'm like, man, this game is awful. The controls are so yeah, bad. It's, and the, it's super the crappy. The graphics are so bad. Yeah, it's really bad. We but... all played hundreds of hours of it, probably. Oh, absolutely. It's, just, it's, it's impossible to go back I'll to. I'll never forget the train level. I could never beat it, <laughs> ever. The train level just kicked my butt every single yeah. time. Was There was a story in it? Yeah. Was there? It was, the the it, plot of the movie, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I remember is uh, the multiplayer. Yeah, a lot of people just stuck with the multiplayer. It yeah. had a, a fun campaign yeah. for its time. That Again, was impossible to go back to. That was its uh, draw was the multiplayer because it was like kind of the, it was such a last minute thing. They like shoved it in the game a week before launch. Yeah, and, and I think uh, like Wolfenstein and uh, Wolfenstein and Doom were and Quake were doing multiplayer um, shooters back then. Yeah, but Goldeneye was really the first one that popularized it. It was before yeah. Halo. It was before a lot of games. Which that, is so funny because it was especially an afterthought. on consoles. It's such an afterthought. Yeah. And then they're like, we just, you know, let's just do it. Yeah. And then they just did it, and it blew up. It'll always be beloved. Can I mention a game? Yeah. yeah uh, Turok Dinosaur Hunter. Great. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> that game just came out on Switch recently. Did it? Yep. Oh, I just an up original. Like I said, though, like, it's a lot of these games I have don't remember what they exactly are, but yeah. I just remember them. Turok was fun. Them. What yeah. about Quest 64? I loved that game. Yeah. It was real bad. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible RPG mechanics. <laughs> the, the camera angles were just bizarre and wonky, but I loved it. Yeah. That was fun. I, and I was just desperate for RPGs on that thing. The yeah. 64 didn't get a lot of RPGs. No. And you compare that to PS1, which came out around the same time. You've got Final Fantasy 7 VII and 8. You've got uh, Wild Arms, one of the early really popular JRPGs. They had Suicoden, so mm. many great RPGs on PS1. And 64 got like none of them. Yeah. Because so. they were more about like the platforming adventure games. Yep. Oh, also, uh, I'll finish my favorites off. Don't at me, Britain. I'm going uh, at you. Pokemon Snap. Yeah, okay. Don't even care what you say. Uh, it's and, simple, but beloved. And both Pokemon Stadium games. They were great. I loved really? them. Absolutely. They I've never understood those games. games. They've always seemed just You like, know what? No one understands you, Britain. I'm just going to stop talking. Okay, then. good. Jerk. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, do you want to hit us with a question? We're already way over. Are we time. really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I was... I like to gush about the N64. It's fun. It's, we should have given ourselves more time. Sorry, but it's, it's okay. We got it's it. It's my in. baby. We got our pieces out. Yeah. Um, I still have my original 64. Do you? What color is it? It's just a black one. Got it. Yeah. I didn't have anything fancy. No uh, I, yellow or. No. Gosh, no. Those in, are really indigo. expensive. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I uh, I have basically collected my childhood mm-hmm. uh, collection of N64 games. I'm that's super proud of that's it. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, all the good stuff, right? All the all the great classics. There wasn't a huge library on that system. No, there so, wasn't a massive, but... And then of those, the ones you like are even smaller, so it's pretty easy to get all the ones you want, probably. I, you know, I still have like 12 games. 12 okay. or 14 games. Solid, anyway, man. hit us with a question all right, uh, you guys. before we go to two hours. So, there's yes. a lot of cool games on N64. Absolutely. There's one main Nintendo franchise that was conspicuously absent from the Nintendo 64. Um, What was it? Franchises and game franchise. Right. Yeah. Metroid. Oh, man. You got it right. (laughs) (laughs) We need a better question. You weren't supposed to say it. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. But you just busted out with it instantly. Sorry. I I knew it immediately when you said it. Yeah. When? Mm -hmm. When and why? Yeah. When and why did IGN form? Wow. That's super topical. (laughs) You really really had to think about it, didn't you? It will be. Pretty sure it was 95. But why? That you stumped me there. I'll tell you guys why next week. All right. Oh, sounds good. Can I ask you a question too? Yeah. yeah, do it. How many Pokemon games were on the N64? It doesn't have to be topical, you know that, right? No, I know, but uh, it was just something that just, popped in my head. You just named three. Three. I, I did. I'll go with three. That's probably all of them. <laughs> no. Okay. No. Yeah. Oh, well. Those are the only ones I know of, so I'm gonna go with three too. IGN formed in 2003. <laughs> okay. I'm probably way wrong. You are. Uh, Pear Schneider, one of the co-founders of that site. Oh, he's going to He always talks about how he was at the first E3 covering for IGN, which oh. is, was 1995. I'm going to go with 1996 <laughs> instead. 
Yeah, okay. Okay. A, well, no, because... <laughs> cool. What's your answer for the Pokemon games? Uh, I said three, too, because those are the only ones I'm really? aware of. Yeah, I say three. Cool. We'll find out next. <laughs> Sounds week. good. All right. Hey, d- double trivia. <laughs> yeah, dude. We're doubling down. <laughs> uh, well, hey, guys. Uh, sorry for this a little bit extra long episode. Don't um, be. It was awesome. Yeah, I know. For real. We could talk about like different consoles and stuff. I would love to talk about more different like consoles in our life experience, like PlayStation and stuff. Because I have some really good uh, think, memories for like PlayStation. I think PS1 is where like my heart falls, really. Ooh, dude. Spyro. Oh, mm. ooh, ooh, crash. Ooh. Never played it. <sighs> we'll talk about it later. Uh, hey, guys. Don't forget to find us on the social medias. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on uh, YouTube. Uh, don't forget to check us out on iTunes. Uh, give us a rating, comment, like, subscribe. Go to my GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> That's not a thing. Oh, you're right. It's not. Uh, respond to us. Let you know. Let us know if you like the show or not. Yeah, for sure. Tell uh, us what you want us to talk about. Yeah, hit us. Say hi. Hit us with those tweets. Tell us. Yeah, tell us. Say hi. Give us some ideas. Uh, or if you guys want to answer the questions yourself, boom, there it yeah. is. Sounds we should good. start. We should start posting the questions on our Twitter, and then we have them. Zach does that sometimes. Yeah, I do. We I, should do it every week. This social media king Zach does that sometimes. I'll, I'll say that. I'll start to get on my phone. <laughs> I know. I don't want to. I don't want to just. You're shove on your it phone. On you. Way too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, and thank you to nwccradio.com uh, as always for allowing us to use your guys' Absolutely. studio. We love your faces, and uh, we love your guys' faces listening as it's well. True. But anyways, that's enough from me, Britain. Yep. Zach. Yep. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Later, folks. The pharmacy is now closed. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.